Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Rozeal and today we are going to be looking at the 8-4 NBA DFS slate. Looking ahead a little bit and I'm here with my man Ghost. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, Michael. Yourself? It's a good day to be alive. You know that. You know that. Actually, the Northeast here, uh, looking outside, it's going to start raining soon. Apparently, we're getting a hurricane. Uh, so I'm not super excited, but... It is what it is. I plan on staying inside anyway. So we'll get to watch <laughs> basketball all day tomorrow, whether I wanted to or not. And believe me, I wanted to. So I think we're going to have some fun. But Ghost and I are going to be checking out the FanDuel slate a little bit here for you guys and girls so you can make some nice lineups, get everything situated, get a good understanding of what we're looking at, some of these games and how it's going. So I do just want to run through some of the spreads and over-unders because as we always know with NBA DFS, that is something that we're very much paying attention to. The spread's really big. That means some of the uh, some of the te- the favorite team might not play too much. If the spread's nice and close, that means we should have a more competitive game. And if those over unders are nice and high, it means it's going to have a lot of points, and that's what we're looking for. So the Brooklyn Milwaukee game that's kicking off the one thirty, um, kicking off the slate at one thirty. We actually don't have any spreads or numbers on yet. Really, apparently a couple extra guys are out tomorrow, so I guess Vegas is trying to figure out there. Don't think we're playing too too many people from that slate either way. But I guess you know Giannis is always a good good spot uh to smash if, if you're into that um moving down the 230 eastern game dallas sacramento we got dallas favored by five and a half points sacramento um isn't very good but man that 237 over under does sound like a lot of fun the 405 game we have the clippers and the phoenix suns uh 230 over under and the clippers are favored by nine points we have the orlando indiana game kicking off at six o'clock east coast time it's 223 over under so one of the lower ones on the slate in orlando is favored by two points boston miami i think that'll just be like the best actual basketball game i think on the slate tomorrow at 635 uh boston is favored by three over under 223 and a half and miami did just play today um meaning the slate before the the eight three slate and then we have the portland trailblazers and houston rockets here we go rockets favored by five we have an over under of two 44 let's get wow. it ghosts let's get it 244 i want what was it the other night it was a 300 point game i think between the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the mavs and houston i loved yeah. every second of it watched all of it i could james harden friggin 50 points on like 20 shots or whatever that was incredible but <laughs> looking at the slate here tonight night what what exactly again looking at some of those games where are some of the spots that you're looking to create some of these stacks around and some of these games that we can really see playing to that nice close opportunity with a lot, a lot, a lot of points involved. I mean, uh, I don't think it's going to be too much of a secret tomorrow, given that uh, that last game's uh, game total is is probably the highest I've seen in a really, really long time. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be targeting the Houston-Portland game, uh, not only just because of the game total, but uh, both these teams play really fast. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of buckets in transition uh, for guys like Westbrook, Harden, and, uh, and Damian Lillard, who... Who really like to push the pace and like to get up and down the floor as as fast as possible and see as many possessions as they can throughout a game. So when both teams meet up and they they play a very similar style like that, it's not only fun to watch from a fan perspective, but uh, it makes it a DFS goldmine, an absolute goldmine. And as we can see, some of these prices here. I mean, CJ McCollum, pretty darn cheap over there at seventy three hundred. Robert Covington, if you're into that, sixty. I mean, Mello was rocking threes uh, last game, which was absolutely <laughs> fantastic to watch. He's yeah. only forty eight hundred now. I'm not saying you should put all your all your uh, all your dollars in that Mello basket, but I think a couple lineups with Mello and it's not going to be too bad. 
Um, I mean, obviously from the Houston side, pretty easy. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they're going to be doing their thing. It's it's always fantastic to watch. I guess in this game specifically, again, we can't have every single one of them, or it's at least a little difficult to do that. Who are a few of the players that you're really looking at uh, to make sure that you're getting into as many lineups as possible? Uh, pretty much the way I, whenever I, I like the Rockets in a spot like this, I mean, it, it it's fairly often just because they're one of one of the most offensive teams in the league. So, but, uh, whenever they meet up with another team like that, exactly like the way, uh, of the style that Portland plays, um, I typically make almost every lineup, if not every single lineup with one of Harden or Westbrook. Um, it's very rare that I play both of them together. Uh, that, that actually ends up being somewhat contrarian sometimes just because it is pretty rare that both of them are going to hit one of their GPP ceiling games, uh, in the same game. So, uh, typically, depending on what my lineup construction looks like, especially on Fandle, where you have to play both two point guards and two shooting guards. I mean, if I like one position better than the other, I mean, obviously, that's a factor that's in there. But uh, let's say, for example, with the depth that we have at shooting guard today, it doesn't mean that I'm going, uh, that I'm going to be overweight on Westbrook and, uh, and underweight on Harden necessarily. But it definitely plays a factor. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to have one of, uh, one of the two of them in almost, if not every lineup tomorrow. I love it. Yeah, I mean, with with how fantastic and fun it is to watch that Houston offense, no center, uh, just, you know, spread them out. Let's see what happens. Start cutting and start dishing and see who can hit the three today. So I think that is fantastic. Obviously, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, really not too difficult up here at the top. All three of these dudes are incredible. All three of these dudes are fun to watch. In terms of, you know, maybe going down a tier, we have Yusuf, Yusef Nurkic. That's a fun name to say, 8,200. We already talked about CJ McCollum. We talked about a little bit about Carmelo Anthony. Who are some of these more value plays that we can get in to make sure that we really have this stack nice and tightened up? Yeah, um, not necessarily a value play, but right at the top, you mentioned uh, Yusuf Nurkic. So I wanted to to mention a quick word on him. I mean, I, I feel like he's in a smash spot for sure. Uh, Houston basically has... Uh, has no center on their roster with no disrespect to PJ Tucker, of course, but uh, they, they've been, they, they've been dominated in the paint ever since they got rid of Clint Capella and sent them over to Atlanta. So uh, I, I really foresee that trend continuing tomorrow, um, whether he fits in the build to get one of Westbrook and Harden, and then you're going to want one piece from the other side and either CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard. Uh, that's yet to be seen. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get to that later on, but, uh, Nurkic is, is probably going to be coming in lower owned than he should be honestly like this. So he's definitely worth a look, especially at that, uh, at that coveted center position over on Fandle where there's often limited amount of options, right? It's not like DraftKings where they have, uh, guys like Anthony Davis that are power forwards on Fandle, but on DraftKings, they're, they're dual position eligible, right? So, uh, a guy like Yusuf Nurkic is definitely somebody that I'm going to be using in my GBP, uh, GBP builds. But looking towards that value, there are two names that really stick out to me. Uh, that being Zach Collins and Daniel House. Um, Hassan Whiteside has, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's a quarantine thing. I don't know if the Blazers are trying to uh, to, to kind of re- reciprocate their run from mm-hmm. uh, from last season where where the, the Trailblazers pretty much went on a run with CJ Dame and, and Nurkic. Uh, they're, they're kind of big three, I guess we could call it. And Hassan Whiteside has virtually fallen out of the rotation. I mean, he pretty much gets between 15 to 20 minutes a game. And I mean, he, he's been doing his thing when he's in there, but uh, they, they don't really seem like they want to play Nurkic and Whiteside together. So uh, that led to a lot of run for, for a guy like Zach Collins. And 
playing at that power forward spot against Houston, he is going to be seeing Robert Covington. But again, uh, two teams that space out the floor, he's going to have that advantage on the inside. And whenever Nurkic comes out, a lot of times Zach Collins ends up playing the five. So uh, I, I really like Zach Collins in this spot, especially at 4,600. He should have absolutely no problem getting to uh, six, if not seven times uh, his value at that price. And Daniel House is a guy that's uh, that's looked really good uh, in, in the NBA, NBA bubble in Orlando. Um, he's really taken advantage of Eric Gordon being out of the lineup, and uh, he, he's gotten those spot starts over on the wing. And without Trevor Ariza, uh, the Blazers are vulnerable on the ring uh, on the wing. Sorry, there there is no secret about that. Um, Ariza has been that lockdown defender for them, and that that kind of three and D specialist, um, a la Andre Iguodala for uh, for the Warriors a couple of years ago, and and when they went on their run. So. Without Ariza, the Blazers are definitely vulnerable on the wing and and at the guard position more so than they are big men. So Daniel House is a guy that could rack up steals. Uh, he he gets plenty of buckets in transition. He's one of the few guys that could actually keep up with uh, with Harden and Westbrook. So he's definitely going to be a guy that uh, I'll take a shot on and hopefully he gets hot from deep. I love it, man. See, that's the insight we're looking for. I mean, grab some of that Yusef Nurkic because he's going up against, a, you know, again, no disrespect to P.J. Tucker. Of course, P.J. <laughs> Tucker could kick the crap out of me if he wanted, but not quite the same athlete, man. It's just not the same. And as you said, Zach Collins, you can play him. He's even cheaper than Whiteside, and he's going to get way more minutes, way more touches, um, and way more opportunities, which I think is pretty important. Um, so what about, talk to me, let's let's move on to another game. I mean, that that Houston, or I'm sorry, the Dallas-Sacramento game was a nice and high over under uh, total we had Phoenix and the Clippers, which was nice and high. Do you want to start with one of those teams or do you want to hop over and just kind of go down the line here? Yeah, we'll go in order. We'll start with the uh, the Dallas-Sacramento game. All right, perfect. Let's hop over there. Dallas-Sacramento, obviously we have Luka Doncic. He does yeah. his thing. He's a triple-double machine. It's it's absolutely insane seeing what this guy could do only two years ago uh, coming into the league. I mean, now we have Kristaps Porzingis over there as well. He's kicking ass. He did really well in their first game. Uh, which was fantastic. So how are you looking at, you know, again, trying to get some of these top tier guys in here, uh, considering this game, I mean, looking at it, we are, there's only two expensive guys in this whole game, but this over under is nice and high for us as well. Um, one thing that I do want to say about Luka Doncic is that he's probably going to be the lower end of that upper tier with everybody targeting the Houston and Portland game and, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, but, when you're playing these large field tournaments where there's over 150,000 entrants, I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to playing uh, Luca in in a lineup over James Harden, uh, considering they're both shooting guards uh, on FanDuel. And again, especially if you're going uh, Westbrook in your lineup, like like what we had mentioned earlier in the show. I mean, if you're going Westbrook over Harden because you only want one of the two of them, pairing him with Luca is uh, is definitely an interesting option. And uh, I'll, I'll probably have a couple builds of that manner, but. I'm more so looking at guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, back-to-back games, he's seen over 30 minutes, and uh, he's uh, he's been shooting the ball well. Uh, he's a guy that can get to the corner quick and present an option for uh, for De'Aaron Fox. And most importantly, he definitely spaces out the floor for him, right? So De'Aaron Fox is kind of that, uh, that slasher type of point guard where he really likes to drive to the basket, similarly to what Russell Westbrook likes to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, De'Aaron Fox can shoot the ball, but... He more so likes to uh, likes to cross someone over and really take it to the rim. So uh, a guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich or Buddy Heald uh, can be a, a viable option, especially at the shooting guard position. Uh, but I lean Bogdan Bogdanovich just because in the past couple of games, he's looked a lot more efficient. 
he does have seems to have the trust of his coach more so over Buddy Heald. And uh, playing over 30 minutes for a guy that's $5,000 in, uh, in a game that's expected to be a shootout, sign me up. Sign me up, man. I love these shootouts. Uh, they they have been so much fun so far, and it's been an absolute blast. So let's move on to that Phoenix LA game. And uh, I mean, obviously, we have some of the premier players in the league. We have Kawhi Leonard, we have Paul George, we have Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton's pretty damn good himself uh, as well. So how are you know for whatever reason their prices are crazy low? I mean, seeing, um seeing that we're, you know, Paul George is at 7,600, seeing Devin Booker at 7,600. I mean, how much it, their, their prices are so low. Do you think this is just means they're going to have crazy, crazy high ownership at that point? Um, on any given slate, I, my, my answer would be yes, with, uh, with near a hundred percent certainty. But on this one, I feel like people, including myself are going to be uh, a little cautious given what the Clippers just did to the Pelicans. Um, I was sitting pretty in the uh, in a couple of big tournaments over on DraftKings, and I had both Kawhi and Paul George in a couple lineups where I had at least one of the two of them, and in almost all of them. And then mm-hmm. they just decided to uh, to be up by like a hundred and ten yeah. minutes into the game, right? So like they they ended up playing. Uh, I, I think it was just under thirty minutes. I think uh, both of them saw near nearly twenty five. But in a game like this, uh, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again, right? The, especially with the Lakers having lost last game, uh, given what they're, I don't know, I, I have a bad feeling about these uh, these Clippers. I feel like it's a trap. Uh, if, if I were going to go with one, I would say Paul George, uh, strictly from a point per dollar perspective. Uh, he doesn't need as much to get you to that 6, 7x multiplier that we're looking for. Uh, Kawhi hasn't been as aggressive on the glass as he typically is. I, I feel like uh, he's kind of channeling his inner LeBron and saving himself for the playoffs a bit more. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll I'll take the shooter and Paul George over the two of them. Uh, but I, I wouldn't mind going to the Suns for some value. If we scroll down, we'll we'll take a look at some options here. Um, a guy like Cameron Johnson did uh, did play pretty well last game. Uh, however, the Clippers are very strong on the wing uh, in, in both Paul George and Kawhi. So uh, do not chase his ceiling game. Uh, you, you could have some shares. Uh, I'm not saying fade him altogether, but uh, be wary of a guy like that. Similarly, what I was telling the guys in Discord today about Troy Brown Jr. And uh, that worked out uh, that worked out just fine. Right. So. Uh, when whenever guys like this have ceiling games, they they typically come back down to earth real quick. So a guy like Cameron Johnson is not necessarily somebody that I have too much interest in, but a guy like Reggie Jackson is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Rubio presents himself as a uh, as a great DVP target. Uh, he's he he's shown to be a good defender at times, but on other nights he just looks like he's completely uninterested in playing defense. Uh, and and if you're making lineups based on game theory or or basically, how, if I could put it into other words, basically how you think the game is going to play out. Uh, Reggie Jackson should see a ton of minutes with guys like Patrick Beverly um, that are still somewhat injured slash recovering from coronavirus, uh, guys like Ivaka Zubak, et cetera. And uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will most likely not play a full 36 if that's the case. So uh, a guy like Reggie Jackson is definitely something that I'm, someone that I'm interested in at 4,300. Uh, he's a guy that could easily hit six to seven times uh, his price. And Lou Williams should be coming back for this game, correct? Tomorrow, I think his his ten day quarantine will. Uh, that right? that is correct. Um, okay. he's still listed as questionable. Um, although he has completed his ten day quarantine, exactly like what you said. 
so I'm curious to see if uh, if Doc Rivers elects to to sit him out and see if mm-hmm. they could win this one without him. Uh, I I don't I, I don't want to say a hundred percent. I mean, nothing in life yeah. is a hundred percent. But again, uh, I don't think the X factor in this game for them winning and uh, and trying to catch up to the Lakers is necessarily who will playing or not. Um, but if he does, it really wouldn't surprise me to see him on a minutes uh, restriction, mm-hmm. uh, whether that comes out as official news or not. Uh, Doc Rivers absolutely loves uh, the Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell uh, pairing, and he often uses them to close out games. So I, I, I do not see him risking uh, one of his key players right after a 10-day quarantine. And uh, we, we really have to keep up with the news uh, following morning shoot-around. Yes, always keep up with the news. That's what we have to do an hour before all of these games are about to lock. Make sure you are looking at your phone in front of your computer, getting everything right. I do think Lou Williams plays, but I agree with you. I mean, after a 10-game quarantine, we've seen what's happened with Zion now. Obviously, it's hard to compare Zion, someone who's been hurt perpetually so far in his young NBA career, to Lou Williams, of course. But there's most likely going to be some sort of um, minutes restrictions, not going to be able to play as much or in the most important crunch time minutes so we'll see what happens there but i agree with you i think in the next couple games is when we can start to shove lou williams back into some of those lineups because he is a fun fun guy to play around with um let's hop over to this new orleans indiana game uh we had our first 50 piece of the i guess the restart we'll call it with tj warren uh also by the way ghost called maybe not a 53 point game by (laughs) tj warren but he definitely said hey make sure you're playing tj warren in some of your lineups so very grateful for you there um how do you feel i mean orlando's pretty bad but i mean they're in the playoffs just because the wizards are way 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 worse um i mean so how how hard do you think the uh pacers are going to go here knowing that there is some seed jockeying that they can do in that kind of middle grouping um and and really are looking to make sure that they do what they can so like how how do you see this game playing out through that game theory that you're talking about uh well in, Indiana is going to remain without Demonte Sabonis and uh, Oladipo sat out uh, their game today. Or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so um, he he's expected to play in the second half of a back to back. But again, you never know with a guy like that. I mean, he's been nursing so many injuries over the past couple of years. So uh, if if he's ruled out, I'm really interested in their guards here. Um, given that Malcolm Brogdon uh, made his return from injury. Uh, I do not foresee him playing uh, in this game. Mm-hmm. So if, if a guy like Aaron Holiday uh, gets the spot start again, similarly what he got last game and, and actually the past couple ones, he's somebody that I'm more interested in, uh, depending on if he starts uh, at point guard or shooting guard. So again, this uh, this really relies on the Malcolm Brogdon-Victor Oladipo situation. But uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, Markel Fultz is the guy that I want to attack here from the Indiana side. Um, Mark Fultz cannot play defense whatsoever. Uh, he's, he's pretty much gone viral for his poor shooting, for his poor defense, for basically anything, uh, in a Sixers uniform. So, um, he, he's probably the guy that I want to attack, uh, on the Orlando magic from an Indiana side. Um, whereas on the flip side, a guy like Evan Fournier definitely has, uh, some interest uh, for me, uh, sitting at $5,000. He, he's a guy that. When he gets hot with uh, with his shot, he could definitely knock down some threes and, and get to the rim with ease. Uh, the one matchup that I will be avoiding will be TJ Warren versus uh, Aaron Gordon, simply because both of them are uh, are extremely athletic. Uh, they're, they're three and D wings that could guard the four, and probably both of them are, are going to be play, uh, playing the power forward position against one another. So um, that's most likely a matchup that I'm going to avoid, uh, especially if I see TJ Warren's ownership creeping up again. 
mm-hmm. at sixty four hundred. It seems like FanDuel uh, refuses to raise his price despite dropping back to back games of seventy plus uh, seventy plus FanDuel points. So we'll see uh, how much ownership he is drawing. But uh, I, I feel like there's other players in better spots here today. I agree. I mean, this game, again, didn't have the highest uh, total either. So that's always something that we're paying attention to. And last game on the slate, essentially, we're just going to ignore the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game. Play Giannis <laughs> if you want, but I mean, that game's yeah. going to be a joke, I think. Um, of course, I've had to bite my tongue before, so it is what it is. Um, so looking at this game, I mean, this should, in my opinion, this will actually be the most enjoyable basketball game to watch. I mean, I'm going to love that late game just because it's going to be ridiculous, but I think this is actually two really good teams going up against each other. As we all, are, you already said, Miami is in their second night of a back-to-back now. How much do you take into account the second night of this back-to-back when guys like Bam are 8,000, guys like Jimmy Butler are 7,800, guys like... Um, you know, Gordon Dragic, who's fantastic, fantastic today uh, at 4,900. I mean, how much do you take into that account from the playing the Heat side as well as playing against the Heat side? I mean, during the season, uh, it, it, it really varies per team and, and how their medical staff kind of handles uh, the individual players. Let's say a guy like Kawhi, we know yeah. pretty much yeah. on a back-to-back is a virtual lock to, to, to not play one of those games, right? So we know that the usage will get spread out and minutes will get spread out and you kind of end up targeting uh, the same three to four players, depending on uh, the game environment and their, and their respective individual ADPs. But in a game like this, where Miami is on their second night of a back to back already, this game didn't have that much interest. Uh, it, it didn't really pique my interest in, I don't know. There, there's other games that higher over-unders, uh, higher game totals, higher implied team totals. Uh, there, there's other matchups that I want to exploit. And these are two of the slowest teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, similarly to that Raptors-Miami uh, game, mm-hmm. uh, you, you might get a guy like, like, like we saw what Fred Van Vliet did where he hit 47, uh, 47 final points. And you might have that one or two uh, players from this game that might do well at low ownership, but this is probably a spot that I'm uh, that I'm going to be fading. I mean, if you look at these matchups, they are just really tough. I mean, Jimmy Butler's either going to be guarding Jason Tatum or he's going to be switching onto one of Jalen Brown or Gordon Hayward. Uh, Marcus Smart is is one is a really good defender. Uh, Bam is if if Jimmy Butler's not on Tatum, then Bam is, and he's uh, he's a really strong candidate for Defensive Player of the Year, right? So. This is a game that I'm uh, I'm not going to have all that much interest in. But uh, one thing that I did want to look at with you is Kelly Olynyk's game logs, so people know that I'm not crazy when I'm about to say what uh, what I point out here. Uh oh. Um, it was uh, it, it was really shocking uh, when when I was digging up some research. So uh, if we pull up his game logs on uh, on on your screen. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. What do we got? What do we got? Talk to me, Ghost. So if you look at those back-to-back games, he's seen 23 and 30 minutes, uh, mm-hmm. including 30 minutes against my Raptors. So for a center that's off the bench where Bam Adebayo was pretty much getting driven into the ground this season, that's a ton of minutes for a guy that's sitting at 4,300. And at that center position, uh, we mentioned earlier that Yosef Nurkic is going to be somewhat contrarian. Mm-hmm. If you see that Yosef Nurkic is ownership is kind of climbing because the center position isn't all that attractive tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A guy like Kelly Olenek uh, is definitely worth a flyer in, uh, in the GPP. 
Uh, whenever he's taken the floor, he's been extremely efficient. Uh, if you look at this, he's pretty much surpassing uh, a FanDuel, uh, FanDuel point per, per minute in a sense that it puts him into some elite categories with, with some of the best players in the league from a DFS perspective, right? So uh, dropping 20 and 17 actual points and, and only 23 and 30 minutes respectively is something that's, that's rather impressive, including being in two tough matchups. I mean, uh, go, going up against Toronto, he had his way with, uh, with guys like Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka. And these are guys that I, I know uh, being in Canada, I watch a ton of Rops games and these are guys that are some elite defenders in the league, right? So, and and he just had his way with them out there. So, uh, I, I might uh, I might hop on the Kelly Olynyk train tomorrow. That's for sure. Hey, when Ghost speaks, we listen, man. There's there's a reason um, that you're giving us this information. I think that part's pretty pretty important here. So let's um let's just uh, well, let's get to our top three plays of the night. So we'll bring up the whole slate again. We'll see what that looks like. Who are your three players that you are trying to get into as many lineups as you possibly can for the night? Uh, similarly to what you said about that broken Milwaukee game, I mean, Giannis isn't going to be uh, one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. if, even if we had Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Joe Harris playing, uh, I mean, you'd have to bank on Giannis still playing 30 plus minutes to, to really get you there in a GPP. I'd rather go towards a game that's going to be a bit more competitive. So simply by, uh, by his game environment and process of elimination, unfortunately, Giannis will not be in there. But uh, player number one is going to be James Harden. Uh, he lives for these matchups against Portland. And uh, I, I feel like after last game, where he didn't see, he saw some touches, but he didn't get all the looks that he wanted and whatnot. He was getting a little frustrated out there. And I, I felt like uh, it was more about his personal battle with Giannis Antetokounmpo than it was about, uh, about his stats. I, I feel like uh, a rare sight was James Harden was more about getting the win. So, and, and Russell yeah, right. Westbrook was playing really well, right? So uh, typically he's a guy that uh, if, if it takes him uh, 50 shots to drop 50 points, he'll do it. But uh, last game, he he kind of bought more into the system and kind of let Russ do his thing. And I feel like today, uh, Russ is going to reciprocate the favor and kind of let James Harden do his thing against CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard, depending on uh, who switches onto him on defense. I love so it. So player number one will be James Harden. And then uh, as anticipated, you're running a guy like James Harden in a game where the over-under is absolutely ridiculous. You're going to want one or multiple pieces from the other side, and that's going to be Damian Lillard for me. Um, I'm not opposed to going uh, Russ and Dame or if you're going uh, Harden and McCollum or any, anything of that sort. I mean, uh, I pretty much, want, uh, pretty much want two of four of those guys, one uh, from each respective team. But Damian Lillard is a guy that's extremely competitive. Uh, he's a guy that's, that, that's not going to want to lose this game. And uh, they're, they're still chasing playoffs, right? So uh, they're, he, he's going to want to show out and it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, see Dame uh, break the slate tomorrow. I love it. I always love watching Dame play. He's so much fun uh, to get there. So give me one last guy. Who's your third third star of the night? Oof. So we're gonna go down with the value play because uh, I don't uh, I don't want to take the easy road out and say play Luka Doncic. I, I feel like it's mathematically impossible to yeah. or nearly impossible to get to get uh, all three of them together. Um, we're going to go. At the center position, and I'm going to say play Kelly Olynyk. Ooh, I'm going to go out. So you got you got my two uh, surefire picks. Those are going to be the guys that I'm locking in nearly uh, every lineup. I'm going to have one of Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum with one of James Harden or Russell Westbrook, 
And my third pick, I don't want to take the easy way out. And the center position is extremely thin. I mean, other at the top, you have Josef Nurkic, like like we said, but I'm not comfortable paying 8,200 with uh, with other studs on the slate. I'd rather get Harden and Dame or Russ and CJ or Harden and CJ in my lineup. So uh, I'm not going to be playing too much Nurkic. I'm going to have in some large field tournaments, but in my main lineup, uh, they won't be the one. Uh, and at the center position, it really comes down to to Brooke Lopez or Kelly Olynyk for me. Brooke Lopez being a former Brooklyn Net, uh, he's a guy that's uh, definitely going to have a good matchup with Jaron Allen uh, out. So uh, I'm I'm going to go out uh, a bit more on a limb here, and I'll take the easy way out. And I'm going to say uh, Kelly Olynyk is my third play of the day. I love it, man. James Harden, Dame Lillard, and of course. The third name in that trio always is <laughs> Kelly Olenek. So we appreciate you uh, very much, Ghost. And uh, I think uh, that I think that is an absolute fantastic show. Jo- Ghost, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, at DFS underscore Ghost uh, on Twitter. And of course, in the Win Daily Discord uh, channel, bouncing around from, uh, from channel to channel, whatever you guys need. I'm in there with the rest of the team. Uh, we're active all day long. So make sure you join up now. Make sure you join up now. Come over to windailysports.com. We have our sports betting that just went live today. We have our sports betting membership. We obviously have our memberships for all sports and esports as well, which is fantastic. We're absolutely crushing it across everything MLB, NHL. Uh, as you're hearing, NBA again, Ghost called the TJ Warren 53 point game again. Maybe not exactly like that, but he had it. And Ghost made a lot of money, almost took down a million dollars, which was pretty sweet too. So we uh, we appreciate you there, Ghost. We're excited. One of these days, you're going to get it. I'm confident in that. You can find me at Michael Raziel One. Make sure again to follow us at Wind Daily Sports. We appreciate each and every one of you for paying attention and watching and, and having some fun with us. And we hope you all make it a very profitable night.